no forewarning. You just FaceTime me. What if I'm doing something, Mama? Like exactly why I FaceTime. Oh my God! Stop that! It's like it's like put that down. How dare you? I'm your mother. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey all rules! If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy Stephen Smith. We're here joined today with Sharon Stevens. Sharon! Oh my hey. god, Sharon is on the show. <laughs> I told her like she had to be on the show. Sharon, Sharon is like a marketing consultant, but Sharon was so many things to me um for so many years oh. to me. Sharon is is who started the visitor channel. We started Visitor Channel as the manager. Yo, we created this thing that was was yeah, Sharon. Phenomenal. Like, yeah, but not only just like the thing, but just like in terms of life. Like Sharon had so much of like uh impression on me and influence on me as a person in some of my early 20 growth years i think sharon knew all of my girlfriends um going through going through all all of the years all of the years and she knew how i really felt about each and every one of them i always tell you should be a politician me because you're freaking amazing yeah me me? sharon but you're putting me in not me steven smith there are very few people on that island that I can honestly say just how you think of me is not mentioned words, theme for you. And you did that when you were 20. I met you at 21. I, I yes, can't I even did. forget yeah. that. And phenomenal growth. Can you make me ball? You can't make me ball in front of the show, man. These people no, are like, but you know this. These people you are here. This. Oh, man. Okay, so me and Sharon are going to be talking this. about... <laughs> uh, me and Sharon are going to be talking about... Life in the States, we're also going to be talking about like in parenting and, and just having that experience of having multiple cultural parenting um, and yeah. dealing with it, navigating it. Sharon is like a baddie who don't take no <laughs> from nobody but but beyond that we're gonna just look into her mind we're gonna get some thoughts from her and before we even do that we have to play fact or fiction which Ooh, is scary oh man sharon says she's scared i don't <laughs> think she's scared so, so today we're gonna give sharon five statements we're gonna ask her if she's true or false so sharon i'm gonna give you one statement at the time you just tell me if you think they're true or false all of these statements okay. by the way are based on the u.s so Aye. Fun. Uh, let's see how much fun we have here. All right, number one. <laughs> if you have US $10 in your pocket and no debts, you are wealthier than 25% of Americans. I repeat, if you have US $10 in your pocket and no debts, you are wealthier than 25% of true. Americans. True or false? True, yes. True, true, true. It is absolutely <laughs> true. And that is yes. wow. You understand that. God, I could understand that. (laughs) All right, number two, Sharon, you're batting 100. Number two, the U.S. government poisoned alcohol during prohibition in the 20s and 30s, killing over 10,000 people. The U.S. government poisoned alcohol during prohibition in the 20s and 30s, killing over 10,000 people. True or false? I want to say, just because I know alcohol was almost like illegal back then, but it was also a money-making thingy, I don't put nothing past the government. 
like I just don't. <laughs> so I could say it's true, but it might be false. But I would say it's true just because the government's crazy. It is 100% true. Oh my god. Yes. And as you were you yes, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's funny because you said you actually said what the, the backing fact is is that they were frustrated. No way. They yes, they were frustrated because alcohol was illegal and it was still making a lot of money for bootleggers, money, people who were actually selling yeah. it illegally. So what they did was poisoned um spirits. <laughs> So that people would get like they, they thought it would scare Probably. people into giving up on illicit right. drinking, but it didn't. So That's ten like thousand is crazy. All right, number three: one American consumes as many resources as thirty-two Kenyans. One American consumes as many resources as thirty-two Kenyans. True or false? Jeez. Um. Now I gotta really think. Um, one American consumes one as American. many resources as 32 Kenyans. True or false? I think it's false. Gonna go false? And it's true. Yeah. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. Wow. Crazy. 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 <laughs> it would take, this is another fact. This is it's not a, a thing. Another fact was that it would take four planets. To provide the amount of resources that it would take if every single person in the world consumed oh. like Americans did. It would take yeah, four Americans are wasteful, that's why. It's, it's waste, it's oil, it's gas, it's food, it's yeah. clothing, it's everything. The consumer mm -hmm. culture is completely unsustainable for the entire planet. But anyway, wow. it's crazy. Craziness. All right, number yeah. four, number four. 500 million chickens are consumed in the U.S. each year. 500 million chickens are consumed in the U.S. each year. True or false? I believe that's true. Probably even more. It's false. It's actually 8 billion chickens. What the hell? I just said it's more. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. That is absolutely... Anyway. It's nuts? It's nuts. Number five, final question. It's... Completely legal for minors to smoke cigarettes in the U.S. and parts of Europe, but they can't purchase them. It's completely legal for minors to smoke cigarettes in the U.S. and parts of Europe, but they can't purchase them. True or false? Well, it's false because they, they can smoke it, but it's still illegal. It's actually not. That's actually, it's actually a true fact. That's true. Yes. There's no oh. legal bounds in America that stops people from smoking cigarettes. What? It just stops minors from purchasing cigarettes. That wow. is mind oh my God. blowing because I'm like... I thought because it's illegal to buy it, it means you can't smoke it. It's not on the books. That's not what it says. It just says it's illegal for them to purchase it. And, you know, it's Boy. like while going through this, like I actually did some research and I found that there are quite a lot of countries that don't stipulate against minors smoking cigarettes. There are some countries, I think Guyana is one of them, who actually in the blah books, it's illegal for them to actually use cigarettes, not just purchase, but use. But in America... Wow. The legislation is not so, unfortunately. Because I see it everywhere you go. There is a sign, minors, you have to have an ID to buy cigarettes. Buy so I just it. assume that smoking is the thing. That's nah. nuts. Sharon, what, yeah. what, what piece of technology do you miss the, mo the, miss the most that like is like completely like ancient now? 
Like, what piece of technology you think? Oh, like? my God. What piece of technology? Do you know what? The other day, my battery died. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I went down to Miami. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have my charger in the car. And I needed to have a conversation with somebody. And I, I literally wanted a payphone. Oh, <laughs> That's man. all I thought about. It was like, how the ass am I going to make this call? You know, my dad is Yeah, a payphone. I was like, I have so many quarters in the car because I don't know. I just store coins in the car so much, and I was like, why don't I? Why aren't there payphones? You know what I ended up doing? Right. Buying a charger. Oh <laughs> no! So you are you take the coins? For more than twenty. Yeah, for more than twenty-five cents, which is what a call was back then. So of that's course. what I thought of. I actually made a joke of it to, to my children. They were like, really, mom? You could have asked someone for a phone. I was like, nah. I it don't do that. So funny. You know, I don't do that. I don't ever <laughs> feel comfortable like asking people for a call and stuff. Like I, I see people do it like regularly now, and they're like, "Can I have a call?" I'm like, "A call?" I feel no. like I feel like you're going into my <laughs> personal business. Like, like for me, just handing over this this instrument to you, I feel like I'm handing over like blackmailable <laughs> material and everything. That is true. Like I don't even. I feel my life. Yes, yeah, I'm handing right. you like That's my pre- life. It's like you know you know before like when we were when we were like a lot younger like getting into somebody's mm-hmm. private life was so much more difficult like you would have to like go into their room and find a diary or journal oh my god or like yes. find some letters they wrote stored of away course. but like no it's just like yeah. if, if i could just get into your phone yep i can find I, everything everything about your life i said that to we were going through uh, we moved december and uh, we were going through i have boxes and boxes of photos from mm. when they were before they were born mm. and all these writings on the b- back of the the pictures and she's like mom why were you sending people were sending pictures to you you're sending pictures why are you guys writing on the back of them i was <laughs> like that's kind of like when you send your picture via the internet mm-hmm. and you put in your subtitles or whatever at the bottom yep this is just us before technology yep. <laughs> literally just wrote this is prom, you know, 1995, blah, yep. blah, blah. And you're sending people in a postcard. And she's like, you actually wrote, we found postcards from, um, what's it, Noella, uh, Howie's wife, uh-huh. when we were in Maryland, when they were small. So Bruce was like two years old uh-huh. or three. And they were so royal, like they're the children's pictures, the babies, everything with the postcard. And she was like, why do you keep these things? It's like, I don't know. It's so much better than the Texas, which I probably will delete. Yes. <laughs> but I have those things from 2004, 2000, 2001, 1993. I have crap from forever. Wow. Shower, 93. What's that? What's 93? <laughs> I'm joking. But the thing is, it's, <laughs> know, it's, right? you know, it's funny because I ha- I'm happy actually that you said that because um, mm-hmm. it's so funny that we live in such a digital age and nothing is really, is real. Like you take a photograph no. and it stays like in this intangible, like cloud space storage mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, it's, it's funny because some of this stuff on my phone, like it's almost like disposable now. 
Like when you took of a picture course. back in the days, it was tangible. You put it in an album and it was something that you would right. like look back over all the time. Cherish. But like in this world, it's like a selfie is a selfie is a selfie. It's only as good yeah. as as long as you could share it, which is 24 hours. The moment. Just exactly. The moment. That's it. And it's done. <laughs> and it's disposable. Yeah. Like I remember the other day, like my girl, she had to um empty off some stuff off of her phone. So she had to like back up some of the stuff on my computer. And it was like, it's all about mm-hmm. 128 gigabytes of stuff. And I'm like, why don't right. you just delete these things? She's like, no, these are like my memories and stuff. I said, do you even <laughs> do you even look them over? Do you even like revisit them? And she's like, sometimes I'm like, and that's that's the same thing. It's like because it's so easy to take and it's so easy to like consume to like discard. stuff. And you just discard it. You Correct. just discard it. It's too easy. It's, it's too easy. easy. You can take one in a second and repost that. It's almost like reenacting something from two days ago because it's as simple as that. Or or you go out tonight and mm-hmm. you didn't get to take proper pictures in your outfit and you literally come home and do this thing. <laughs> just anyway. take the pictures and anyway. Take, yeah. So <laughs> it's, there's, there's no real moment anymore. Sadly, you, there's just no real moment. You just create. And the thing is, even the investment, because like those pictures yeah. that you're, you're, you're holding on to, like mm-hmm. when you sent them to somebody, it took time. So it's like if I have to send this to the mail, it's gonna take a few days to a week, maybe a week of and course. a half, right? And then there would be anticipated when they got it. It's like, oh my god, I just got like this thing in the mail, <laughs> and then they open it up and it's like a gift in a gift. And it's exciting. It's like, oh my God, I got this picture from Sharon. This is her at prom. This is her at graduation. And it's like, oh my God, this right. is this is now a precious right. thing. Right? But then it loses some investment when it's like, here I am, I'm Barisha, and I'm taking this picture in my col- in my college at a college prep party and I'm right. I'm taking it in a second and sending it to you in the next two seconds. So I've invested yep. three seconds of time to create this For thing. That moment. And mm-hmm. you consume it the same way. It's like, oh my God, a picture comes through. You don't even download it. It's just there. It's there. It is really. And this it is, really is. I, and this is a picture that happened like five seconds ago. And to me, the value is missing. And maybe because I'm older and, and I do have the appreciation for what my life was growing up in the 90s, the late 80s. It's almost like saying my family lived in the Virgin Islands. I was back and forth between there and St. Kitts. And so, you know, when you go to the Virgin Islands and you spend a year or so mm-hmm. and you're actually sending stuff. Letters, your your thoughts or the happenings for that day. Yeah, that's why I love writing up until today. People go, I used to tell you this. I'll be like, dude, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm writing a Bible to you. But it's, <laughs> it's habit. It was habit. I grew up doing that. And now my daughter's like, mom, she goes off to school. And I'm like sending her uh, a whole note. Mm-hmm. She has a whole uh, postcard and I'm writing in it. And she's like, mom you know, you said all this to me before. And I was like, I don't know. I just needed to, to write it. To I need to write it, yeah. And I go to her dorm and she stuck it up. It's it's like, it's it's a, some, it, it's almost pride for her because none of her other friends have any of that. She's no. like, mom, it's so different. But every time I look at it, it still reminds me of the words that you actually already spoke to me about, but it resonates more because you see it every single day. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. And that's what's missing now. Yeah. It's more or less 
you know, you forget it until something pops up on Instagram, maybe reminds you or on Snapchat that reminds, yeah. And and you're like, oh yeah, I I should know this. This happened only a day ago or two days ago, but it's, it completely just left your mindset. It's true. Um, and that's what I don't like about the 21st century. The it's, digital age. It's almost like it's too instant. And it, it goes, the instant it gets to you is the instant it leaves. Yeah, so nothing really resonates with long, anyone. And for that's a long period. And it's very sad. Time. It's very sad. And yeah. the thing is, even like, yeah. even if you look at like Facebook, like the wall, it's, it's only showing you the most recent thing. Of course. Right? And and it's funny because like when when, when we sell like wedding packages, one thing that I tell Mm -hmm. nearly everybody, it's like you might think that it's outdated, but get yourself an album. Like get an actual photo wedding album. Because the thing is what what it does is it, it, it puts into real life something that is very valuable to you. Like of course. sending you pictures digitally. I mean, it's fine because it's easy to share. And that's, that's the, the, mm-hmm. the ease of, and the convenience of sharing is great. But when it comes mm-hmm. to like these sort of memories, like it's best to put them in something that is tangible because you would easily forget it. It gets lost mm-hmm. in the scrimmage and the, 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 the ton of, of digital content that's on your phone. It gets pushed right down to the bottom and before you know it, you can't even find it. You don't even remember it. But if you have an album that's mm-hmm. in your space, say it's on your table, or it's just in visual mm-hmm. view, you're like, oh, yeah, that's my wedding album. You know, and you pull it down and you yep. literally flip the pages. There's nothing that, it gives you a different appreciation for the event. Of course. And the thing is, and, that's what, mm-hmm. and I, haven't, I just haven't been proven wrong with that yet. Like for every wedding album, the album that we've ever sold, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, Stephen, this is, this is really good. And like people, guests and friends would come to the house and they would see it and they'll pick it up and they would start going through it. And then it just starts so much conversations about this day and what happened. And it's just a refresher. It's just a refresher for this wonderful day every single time. And I don't know. I think that's missing, man. It's just, I don't know what this to say. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I, I think like every single thing uh, i believe the bible when it says um nothing is new under the sun it will it will come round again for some reason i believe now is the time for whatever it is that's happening now mm-hmm. this is just the way they are but we're going to get a circle of what was before maybe the 17th version of whatever it, it will happen again of course and i think mm-hmm. it just it's just phases of life, uh, and it it scares me because I always I often think of uh, my knowledge back then of growing up. I felt like I was so mature, mm. and I think I I actually had this conversation via text with you, yeah. and I'm looking at my my mom being a parent at her age, at the age of what my children are now and i'm like he was not mature so i probably wouldn't have been as mature and now they're thinking they're super mature and they're able to handle the world and they really aren't so in the next 10 20 years they'll look back the same way and go wow i could have handled that so much differently yes um and i really wasn't as smart or whatever it is that i thought thought of myself back then yeah 
And that's just how life is, sadly. It, it is, right? And, and the thing is, it's funny because I can't imagine, like, if I look back and I say, hey, look, you know, I wanted to get uh, married when I was 21 at one point in my life. And mm -hmm. I'm like, at 21, dog, like, dude, you ain't, you wasn't, <laughs> you weren't nowhere close to ready. You would have broken somebody's heart. Like, it would have been awful. Uh, it might have been the greatest thing that ever happened. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, Looking back, I'm happy that I didn't do certain things. I didn't take certain um, leaps um, into things that back maybe then. I just, I just, I'm just happy. And it's funny because my sister is now, I think she's 22. And oh, wow. Yeah, I'm oh telling God. you. And they're just, they're just big now, Sharon. And like, <laughs> um, my, my sister is 22 and like, um, she talks to me. She really talks to me openly. I'm happy that we have that kind of relationship. And awesome. the things that she's going through, I feel like um, I wasn't going through those specific things at that time. Like, it's almost mm -hmm. like this world is on like some kind of speed rush thing. Like, she's, oh my gosh, it really is. She's, she's like literally talking to me about like, you know, but Steve, what about getting married? I was like, getting married? Woman, are you mad? Like, you're not, you're not even, yeah. don't even, you don't even have to stress about that. Like I told her the other day, like you're supposed to just kind of be hiring and firing. Like, like if somebody, if some exactly live and find out more about what makes mm -hmm. you tick as a person, because of don't get yourself locked down and like feel like you're obligated to to be in a relationship forever. And it, it, you you don't have to do that. Like don't don't do that. That's not the, that's not a pressure I want you to have. Like just find out what works for you. Like, it, it, if this person is not coming up to standard and you're 22, like, like no, don't don't sit down there and waste yeah. two years of your life trying to help somebody to grow. Like, no, this is not the age for that. You're no. just starting to work and stuff. Like, you're just starting to figure out how life works. And it's not the same way that mom and dad taught you that it was. Um, that's definitely not because they sheltered you. But generally, like... No, just live. Live. <laughs> That's exactly what I just said to Barisha first semester from August to uh, December. And she came home for for um, the the break in December. And we're sitting down. And that's the one thing, and I'm glad you said that about your sister, because that's quite important in uh, these young people's lives now, is they need someone to actually be free with in terms of verbally, like to yeah. actually have open, open, honest conversations, conversations yeah. about themselves and about what they're dealing with as they're growing in versus like mom. I mean, this is a child that will call me at two o'clock in the morning and go, mom, I'm in such an awkward position. And you're right about the sheltering, you yeah. know, because when growing up, like in some kids, half of the stuff they had to deal with at home, nowhere near what they're dealing with here. Oh, my. So, you know, you go off to college, and mm. it's just Miami, but it's like Miami is, like, on steroids somehow. Yeah. And she's calling me at 2 o'clock, and she's like, Mom, I'm in such an awkward position. Don't hate me, but went out to the club with my friends, and they, these are all 18, 19-year-olds. Mm. Um, not allowed to go to clubs, but some buddy, some dude in their college who's 21 gets them in, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's at two o'clock and her sweet mate is like having a too drunk, whatever. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I know you told me 
like I always talk to them about things that I've done mm-hmm. and and always try to explain to them like, okay, I did this. It was so messed up. Uh-huh. Don't, you know, uh-huh. live your life. But if you could avoid certain things, avoid wait it. until you're a little older, mm-hmm. right? To to even try to, even if, because sometimes you could tell them, yeah, just avoid that. But that's not practical. Mm-hmm. If they want to do it, they're going to do it. True. I'm just saying, wait until you're mature, mind-wise enough to make a proper decision. Yeah. So she's like, mom, I don't know what to do. I don't want to leave her. But, and I'm like, Marisha, leave. And she's like, I can't. It's the girl code. And she's going on and on. But she's crying at 2 o'clock in the oh morning. Oh, my God. Because she's afraid to leave this child with this boy who she knows is going to have sex. Because this girl is just going to, she's vomiting and carrying on. She's like, I don't know what to do, Mom. And I'm just like, just leave. And she goes, I can't. I said, well, call the um the security, they have these little carts that they can drive them through mm-hmm. the school. Oh, that's good. Compound. Uh-huh. And I'm like, just call and then just take her with you and go back to your dorm. She's like, uh, let me try. I said, do it while you're on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. And she, and the girl is so, she was unresponsive and she's like, uh, uh and I could hear her. Mumbling in the background? Like, yeah. And the guy's Jesus. like, just leave us alone. Just leave us, you know? And I'm like, Marisha, get out of there because you don't know what he's capable of. Of either. course, and you can and get hurt. My right, but long story short, all I I saw after we had a conversation about it, and she goes, "Mom, I don't know what I would have done without you because I had nobody else to call." And she, she oh, didn't boy. know what the decision was, and that's my biggest fear mm. with my children. And that's why I invested the time in creating. A relationship where I'm able to have open conversations with them. And at 19, she'll still call me and go, hey, uh, I want to go this way. Can you come with me? Like, mm-hmm. who wants to hang out with their mom at a party? <laughs> the truth is, they're okay with it because I'm not judgmental. I'm still a mom. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Say, oh, don't do that or whatever. Of course. Mm-hmm. I get judged curvy and wise, especially by my family. Um, because I'm not your typical mom. I don't believe in in the rules from the 20th century will apply to the 21st century. Not all of them work the mm. same way. And so she's like, I really appreciated the fact that you stayed on the phone with me because I didn't know what to, to do. do. Yeah. And I told her all my life that has been... It's been, I guess, since having children, I'm always like, I have to make sure I'm there for them. Not the money. It's not. It's literally the loneliness and the uncertainty of not having the right set of people around you. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything gets screwed up. So I am so grateful you have that kind of relationship with your your sister because at that age, they really, really don't have a clue. They think they do, but they really don't. They don't. And the thing is, I could identify because, I mean, when I was that age as well, we, I used to get most of my advice is from friends who were my age going through the same exact things, which is, right. which is a, little, it's a little crazy if you think about it, that you are trying to navigate this adult world with people who probably right. don't have the best intentions for you. And your best, no. and your best advice is coming from a fellow 21 or 20-year-old. Like, who don't have a clue either. Who don't know... <laughs> What the heck they're doing? So yeah, you don't know what course. you're doing. They don't know what they're of doing. Course. But you're consulting with each other to try to figure this out. 
<laughs> and yeah. it's only I think it's only by maybe the prayers of my parents why I didn't end up in a bad situation or a worse situation <laughs> or just like didn't yeah. end up going in a trajectory that would would be acceptable to me today like it's just right. just maybe luck blind luck blessings whatever you want to call no. it but it's, it's just relationships I maybe exactly you have to build that. exactly but the thing is like and that's something that I think maybe is difficult maybe it's a little more difficult in saying kids because you're you're consistently you're consistently battling two things you want to be a modern parent i guess like that mm-hmm. kind of parent that's like parent but i could also be your confidant your i could also be your friend yeah. i could also be your laming partner i could also be this mm-hmm. this and that. but then you see there's a other part where there's this traditional sort of parenting which says that yep. there's a clear definition I am your mother, your father, you are my child. Mm-hmm. Um yep. certain things that you do are unacceptable to me and I don't want to hear them. It's disrespectful for you to talk to me in a certain way or say certain things around me. And unfortunately right. like in the Caribbean it's like balancing that is it, it's quite difficult it's because hard. there's so it much is. criticism if you do the modern thing there's like the traditional people are on your back like they're telling you straight if you're oh wrong, you're doing God. this wrong. You know what I mean? But you don't have to tell me that. I've been there. I've been there so much in some kids. I'd never say this to you. It's funny. Um, Barisha sang, you know, she loves music and she used to sing Mr. Pension taught her the, the guitar. Mm-hmm. And I think he got her, either him or Brandon, got her a gig on the music festival, like their pre shows, like in the square. Or yes, something. yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, right. And she sang. I'm coming by uh what's his name? Uh Jamaican, what's his name? What's his name? Anyways, mm-hmm. I got calls. I got stopped in the street weeks later, days later. How can you let your young daughter sing that kind of song? And and I did not and thank God I'm not a confrontational kind of person. Mm-hmm. But you 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 take it in and then I started second guessing myself with her and I'm like wonder if I should allow her to sing that song. And then one day I'm like, when someone brought it up to me, I actually responded and I said, how is that your problem? What? And they said, what did you say? I said, how is it your problem? What she's saying? And then she's like, no, I was just saying to you. And I said, yep, yeah, but how does it affect you? And she couldn't answer me. And she probably thought I was rude. Yeah. But it was more or less me going, if it's not affecting you, I get advice. And mm-hmm. I get people saying, hey, you shouldn't allow this or don't let your children do this. Mm-hmm. No problem. I'm an open ear because I'm by no means an amazing mom. I, this is like luck and chance and, and whatever else my parents taught me and my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading way too much. But um no, I am not going to sit down. And, and you're right with the whole traditional way. I get this so much from my family. It's like, no, you shouldn't this. Or prom, Bersha wore a dress and the, the slit was all the way up to, like, you know, all the high on your thighs. Yeah, like, they got to the... God, <laughs> they roasted you. And these are people in the Virgin Islands and in St. Kitts. I'm just like, really? And I don't respond to, to people generally, and I didn't. Mm. Um, but I, I always say to Barisha and Brad, look, you can do whatever you want in life, negative and positive, 
but always remember there are repercussions. Yes. And if you're not able to deal with the, the naysayers, then, then don't do it. And she's like, no. And that's the first thing I remember. She brought that up to me the other day when we were talking about tattoos. I let her, I allowed her to have one. Of course, that's not a traditional mom again. Of course not. That's when against the tradition. Dude, my daughter was an A student. She was on every honor roll you could think about. She asked me if she could get a tattoo with the word bliss. And I'm going to tell her, no, that's just wrong. No, I didn't say that. I said, you can have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, you your family, they're very Christian. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not going to be able to deal to with, deal with their, exactly, they're going to say the worst things to you. Because the first time I got a tattoo, I was the first person in my family to have one tattoo- on both sides. Oh, wow. And it was, oh my gosh, it was the worst thing ever. My mom was living in Miami at the time. And I sent her a picture. I sent her a whole letter and a picture of it in the back of my arm. And she was like, oh, the Bible says. And I got the whole lecture about what? defiling your body. body yeah. uh, not, and nothing, yeah, and how your body is a temple, blah, blah, blah. Mine, it's flowers on my back. Yeah. Nothing else. I don't know how that could be terrible, but... It is the, awful, uh, Sharon. How dare you? It's against the Christian yeah, faith. <laughs> the God created flowers if you want to go there, and yet I can't put that on my body for no. some reason, because God hates flowers. You know, so either way, <laughs> does he really? <laughs> she wrote bliss. She wrote the word bliss, and I went with her and I did it and I taped it. Mm-hmm. I always tape everything, so I, I I put it on my Snapchat and I think on my whatever. And the back. And oh my gosh! I could imagine. I'm like, I I won't respond to anybody. One person from Sinkus, and that's why I don't have very many people on my WhatsApp. Oh, no. <laughs> um, she said. And it was on Instagram, actually. She mm-hmm. said, uh, I wish my mom was like you. Uh, she's a petition living in Texas or whatever, going to school there. Uh-huh. And she's like, that is so amazing that you have that relationship. And she was the only positive one out of everybody that saw my team. Everybody. I'm telling you, Stephen, if I don't have a strong stomach, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Jesus. Because I knew what was going to happen. But what the moral of that, the, of the entire story, is we went up to my sister in Maryland mm-hmm. that summer. And she was going off to a, a Christian camp in Tennessee with my sister. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Mom, I have to buy T-shirts, whole T-shirts, and I have to do this because she had it, the tattoo just above her left, like a little up from her breast, but like, just like on her chest? If you wear a tank top, right. But mm-hmm. if you wear a tank top, you, you would see, see it. it you know? mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't let Auntie Verretta. And I was like, didn't I say to you? Yes. If you're unable to deal with the repercussions, you're not allowed to have the tattoo. Exactly. Said, the only thing I made sure when I went is that they made it small enough. Not it wasn't anything. It, it was tastefully done, very mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. And that child for the entire summer was so uncomfortable she hit it the entire time and she posted something on we laughed we came back to florida and we went out to the pool and my niece my sister's daughter Mm -hmm. um is on our instagram you know so she posted a picture we went out to the beach or the pool and she posted in her swimsuit and my sister came down for 
I think this is now December, January, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they came down. And she goes, oh, Barisha, I think Graham, my brother-in-law goes, Barisha, you have a tattoo? And she paused. Oh, my God. And I looked at her, waited for her to like, I wanted to see what she, she would do. was going to do. Uh-huh. And she goes, yeah, I do. It's Bliss. It's my music name, blah, 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 blah. And she handled it like an adult. And Graham was like, why? Just like your mom. And, and he just went on in a whole heap. And he, this is coming from okay. him, who is traditional. Like yeah. He's very traditional. In my of name. course. <laughs> you know? And I sat there and I looked at it and I didn't respond once. But I was just proud of the way she, that she handled, handled it. it. And she goes, because they just kept saying, oh, your mom, this, your mom, that. And she was like, this isn't my mom. This is something I wanted. And she allowed me, yeah, and I'm grateful. But it's not hurting anybody. And it's 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 not anything negative. Mm-hmm. And that was her response. And I'm just proud of her. She left it like that, even though they went on and on and on. Do you think Do you think that people like do that when they're not like brave enough to do some of these things themselves? Like, is it that That's like what it I comes? Think. That's what I think. I think it's the comfort zone. I think my family thinks that only that she's either crazy or she's just brave downright the devil's child oh no, no. <laughs> the devil's I child think, they think it's bravery um, i think the devil's humans child. have a, a tendency of once you're fearful of something if i'm taught all my life you're not allowed to touch the stove because it's hot mm-hmm. and one day i touched the stove and it was hot and i was i'm like I can deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. I can do it again if I want, even if it's painful. Yeah, you could you and could do it. somebody else sees you. Right. And that's what I think is wrong with humans is we're indoctrinated about what we should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And we don't take the chances to see if we really like it or not. Because you are always taught, don't touch the stove. Mm-hmm. And we just abide by it. But we really don't know what it is to touch the Where stove. Where it came from. It's somebody else's version of how... It felt. Yeah. And I believe in taking risk. I believe in living because when I die, I don't have a clue, Stephen, <laughs> what the ass that is. I don't know what is beyond that. That, 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 my that light. That you don't know yeah. what's beyond that tunnel, that, that light at the end <laughs> of the tunnel. It's funny because like, I, don't. I think, I think what, what, what it does to is it stops, it stops us from like entertaining and living our best lives because of like, course. The other day, I, I had um this lady on the show. Her name is uh, Angel. Um, she came on to talk about like the five pillars of Muslim, uh, the five pillars of Islam, <laughs> and I I uh-huh. didn't know anything about anything, and it just completely <laughs> changed my whole perception of them. And and mm-hmm. I could tell you, I've been in church, uh, in churches where they've said like, don't entertain foreign religions or don't sit and listen to people who. And I find it to be the most limiting thing. How do you explore? the fullness of life if you're running around with all of these boundaries and all of these um these hard limits it's like oh i can't do this so i can't do that i can't talk to this person because they're different to me like i think differences are great like that's what makes the world colorful and beautiful and lovely like it would be so boring if all of us just like i could just imagine right like some religions Mm -hmm. would just want everybody to be like mindless like obedient drones and like just be lifeless and obedient and just follow in the line and do exactly what everybody do exactly what's in the rule book and say exactly what's in the rule book and don't ever mm-hmm. express yourself because, like i was even taught like certain expressions sharon were like like demonic 
Like, like, of course, like certain things were demonic. Like my job, like even when we used to work in the visitor channel, so we used to advertise for mm-hmm. like alcohol. <laughs> we used to right. like alcohol. Like it used to be a lot of different products and like services and stuff. And some of those things, I'm telling you, like um, from my faith, they wouldn't like that at all. It'll be like, why, why oh do you? Oh my god! How do? Why do you? Why do you feel like you have to advertise for this business? And why do you have to advertise for this? Or why do you have to go in carnival and shoot? Like it's just a bunch of questions. Like, but but this is my job. Like I'm not like it's not like I would go to these places or drink. I don't drink alcohol at all. Well, you know, right. uh, anymore. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I said you to drink. Remember you 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 made me fall in the drain, Sharon. It was it was. It was. It Don't was, tell anybody that story. That I, was I, I have I have told a bunch of people this story. I think I've told this oh story on this God. very podcast multiple times. But anyway, um, I had that, those few experiences, and I think those were enough for me. Like I experienced it, I didn't particularly like it, so like. Mm-hmm. Just never went back. Like that was just hey, that. That was it for me. Like somebody else might have a different experience entirely, and some people might like it. And I, I don't fault them for it. I, it's fine. That works for you. It does. It doesn't work for me. But of course. But how would I like? It's sad to say it like this, but how would I know if I like it What's or good? don't uh, yeah. like it? You know, like like the like people like they try to get me to like do like smoke and stuff, and I'm like the the only thing is that I'm n- I've never been interested in it. It's right. it's a different thing. Like I'm not saying go out and try something out willy nilly, but if if it's interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's interesting, you know, I, you're not, right. I think that, and there's a okay. difference. There's a there's a huge difference between like I'm not saying like be try to go to a space where you're gonna be pressured because I think pressure is different. Like pressure is when like somebody is trying to. I don't want to say the word manipulate, but that's the word on my tongue. They're trying to manipulate you into doing something, doing something that, that you you're might, uncomfortable exactly, with. that you're uncomfortable with of or course. you've already rejected doing. So like, if right. that's the case, then of course you need to separate yourself from that environment as much as possible and try not to gain that situation. But like, if it's something that you really want to do, man, like, mm-hmm. man, go for it. Make the mistake well, if it, I mean, if it is. Of course. I, I, I'm glad you said that and, I, I told you my biggest fear was literally being on anything like this um, for the sake of truth. And I had a conversation with, again, I don't want anybody to judge me accordingly, but mm-hmm. my children are literally my confidant. Like I trust them enough to tell them whatever. And I do mean whatever. And I met, um, you know, I know a lot of people from, kids and when they do travel here uh, not just business people but from other parts of the Caribbean because I, I was a part of the OECS film uh, committee mm-hmm. and um, a manager for one of those cricketers I won't say their name mm-hmm. came and she's not from Sinkit she's from somewhere else and we went and we had a wild time in Miami we had fun mm-hmm. and even there was something that I was uncomfortable with uh-huh. and they just kept insisting, you have to, you have to try this, you have to. And I'm like, yeah, that's not my style. And we went out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they were asking everybody where to get this thing. Uh-huh. And I, that just made me, and I'm very open-minded. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not the type of person that will see you do something that I don't want to do and go, how do you ask? Why the F do you want to do something like that? Like, mm-hmm. that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay. 
as you, I can continue drinking, which I'm comfortable with, or yes. dancing, mm. and I will disregard what you're doing. Yeah. But she was so powerful in her 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 demand for me to try this thing. And I got an Uber, and I came home, and I'm 45, 46, yes. mm. depending maybe an hour from Miami to where I live in Fort Lauderdale. And mm. I'm just like, and she's called and texted, oh, we're here. I have never gone back out with that person. I still would text or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't want to hang out with her yeah. because that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to feel pressured. And I told my children this. I said, I don't care what it is. It could be sex. Mm-hmm. It could be drugs. It could be drinking. It could be just being in an environment that you're not comfortable with. Leave. Leave. Yeah. If you don't have the money to get an Uber or a cab or I'm too far away to call to pick you up. Mm. Don't go out. Don't hang out with them. Yeah. Because I have never put myself in a position. And this is why I've told Mama Wolf. I am not putting myself in a position back then. And I never did then. And I don't want to do it now. Mm-hmm. Where I'm unable to leave. Yeah. Because I can't for whatever reason. Yes. And I, that's why I teach them. So that, you're right about that whole. That is, I don't mind what you do. Mm-hmm. Do what you do. Sure I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. But all of us are meant to live. Exactly. But the the fear mechanism that I see, and I forget the whole, you know, the negatives, the drugs, the alcohol, the sex mm. um, aspects of life. I do not. I will never subscribe, and I will never tell my children that they're limited. Life is meant to be lived. Yeah. I always say, again, there are repercussions. Mm-hmm. Everything, there's a negative. There, there are choices. God, the universe, whatever is out there, they gave us choices. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand there are going to be a positive and a negative. There may be some gray line somewhere between there. Yeah. But you have to be willing to take whatever comes with it after. Indeed. And that's how I believe in teaching. And maybe that's what this, uh, 21st century type um, world we living is about. <laughs> it's funny. It is. I love something you just said. I think what you just said was extremely powerful because it's something that, I mean, through adulthood, you just kind of develop that understanding. I don't ever want to be in a position in any environment where I can't leave that yeah. environment. Like, like that is that is a piece of wisdom that could save you a a ton load of heartache. Like, try not to be in any position where you can't just independently say, "I'm going now. I'm leaving now." Right. Like, try your best. Like, like I mean, the one thing that comes to mind is like you know, there's certain like mafia movies where they're going to these like (laughs) these meetings with these guys and they're surrounded with guys with guns Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, stay away from that. Mm (laughs) <laughs> just yes, if you can't stay, I agree with that. stay this, away from that that, that is a boat for me that is a bad I'm situation i'm not partying on boats it is i'm not partying on boats because if i get to the point where i'm not able i'm done yeah i need I to leave dr- i can't swim back yeah i can't swim back depending on where no. i'm at so no i barely party on boats for that. even when i was home i've not done it here mm-hmm. and i've gotten so many invites but it's like if i am on and here in the U.S., mm-hmm. I ain't trying to go to jail for a DUI, mm-hmm. so I'm not doing that at all. Why? So you can imagine being on a boat, and I hate 
not being able to just pack up and leave if I want to. If I want, yeah. So I am driving everywhere I go. I'm going to drive myself there. Yeah. So you're right. I am not putting myself in a position where I'm not able to leave when I want. To. When you want to leave. Because it's uncomfortable, yeah. It's very uncomfortable. And the thing is, you, 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 what you realize quickly is that power is, you could feel it when the power is, not, is no longer in your hands. Like you could, and it's like this kind of palpable, it's almost like something you could, you could touch. Like when somebody else has all the power in a room or like you're in a situation or in an environment, it, it, it is unnerving. And I've yeah. been in, if I've been in that, that position at least two or three times, uh, three times I could count from just me, memory, just me four like memory one time. I count three times <laughs> when I knew for sure that I had no power to leave the situation. At, and it was yeah. it was uncomfortable all three times. It was uncomfortable yeah. all three times. Like again, it's just a non-judgment sort of thing. It's like I again, if you're gonna have fun the way you're gonna have fun, and I'm gonna not judge you, then I'm gonna have mm-hmm. fun the way I have fun, and I trust that you don't judge me either. But even if you do, it doesn't matter because I'm still gonna be doing how I, this right. is how I do it. You know, like it's yeah. funny. The other day I had this shoot um, with these ladies. And <laughs> they were like, so what, what do you say? You don't drink? I said, no, I don't drink. So you don't drink? You don't smoke? No, I don't smoke. And you're married? No, I'm not <laughs> married. You have kids? No, I don't have any kids. So it's like, so why don't you? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Like, what? how old yeah. are you? I'm like, I'm 33. I was like, you're 33. You don't have any kids. You're not married and you don't do any of these. So you're like parties. And so I was like, no, nah, no, I don't really like parties. Nah, no. So what do you do for fun? Like, and they're dearly completely astounded. Sharon. They're like, taken back like what kind of creature is this guy who just exists and i'm like yeah. what you don't know is that like my idea of fun is different to yours like my, of course. my idea for i love my family and when we hang out like i have a really amazing time like we go movies we have mm-hmm. like game nights that's like standard of game course. nights and those yeah. things are things i like look forward to with everything <laughs> love them like this and and of course i know you are like this and maybe i don't know if you're one of the influences that made me this way so maybe maybe you are oh you're too kind maybe you are because you remember i remember when you were when you were in saints kids and so when we had to visit the channel and we had all of that you used to invite me over mm-hmm. to your thanksgiving get together oh my gosh it is mind-blowing even that even now here Mm. The very, very, very little people I uh, surround myself with, uh-huh. all we do is go over and play games. Ludi, I mean, Jamaican stuff, because they're mostly Jamaican. But uh-huh. the truth is, that's what I love. That's what people think, oh, no, if she don't have a drink in her hand, no, I don't need a drink. Music, honest to God, is my high. Yeah. The biggest high you could get me off on is the music. But I love people. I love good energy. Yeah. So, yeah. You talk about Thanksgiving. I we were joking here the other day. Um, I don't have friends here like that for Thanksgiving. My daughter brought eleven of her friends what? from school, and it was Stephen. If I send you videos, I sat only adults, mm-hmm. and I was okay with that. Sat at the counter of my kitchen and watched these children. No alcohol. Music loud in my apartment. They were teaching me dances that, you know, this is like crazy, stupid. Uh, well, let me not say stupid, but just like all the this new dances. Yeah, all <laughs> this new rap 
stuff I don't know anything about. <laughs> but it was so entertaining and it was so much fun. Like just looking at them enjoy their life. They act like crazy. They were like, you should come to school and cook for us, you know. And that made me happy. And people don't know that about me, like mm. really in general. But I much prefer that than anything else. Yeah. I would cook. I would spend way too much money on groceries just so I could entertain a whole heap of people. Oh, just man, so they could Sharon. eat and laugh and sing and but do whatever. But you cook so well. <laughs> like to this day, the best pasta I've ever had. I remember one time you did a Are shrimp you pasta. I, Sharon is the, oh best, is the best pasta you I've ever had. <laughs> ever. Hey, Neville's will outdo me some days, yeah? Neville? <laughs> Yes. Neville used to make me sick. Like, I actually, I haven't eaten. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry to say it. Like, I mean, I mean, I hope I don't like completely destroy his brand or anything. But I'm mean, no, I just no. I, like, I don't, I cannot eat. I can't eat the pasta. The pasta, it tastes good, but it makes uh-huh. me feel sick. I haven't had, I haven't uh-huh. had pasta in years, actually. Like like Are that kind serious? of that kind of pasta like that kind of heavy creams oh. no I not really yeah because it just it, I'm I'm I it's found that I'm lactose sensitive me too right but so, you know what I use now what's that sorry go ahead no go ahead what do you use coconut milk yes coconut, coconut milk. milk is it yes for everything for everything for me everything. too everything me too same thing when I cook yeah. I use coconut milk because again it's just yep. way less stress and on the oil. system it is it is it way is less for me too. but I don't know I just, if it's getting older or what it is uh, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that, Sharon. Like, you know, once you pass 30, like, no, man, this belly, <laughs> it's not working the same way. But I'm just, I'm done. But I'm just saying, like, like in terms of the Thanksgiving get-togethers, man, like, we we do a yearly thing um, where the whole yeah. family just gets together and we just, like, Christmas is one and New Year's is another one, right. the second after New Year's. Of and we course. also have a church party that, like, just has been just getting really, really good. Just lots of food, mm-hmm. lots of people, lots of jokes. And happiness. And just a yes. lot of happiness. Like, yeah. just people That's just, there's nothing bad about, there's no negativity in the space. Everybody's just, like, communicating in different cliques. And good everybody energy. just going around and just yeah. talking and just having games and dominoes. And, you yeah. know, you know, black people love dominoes, man. <laughs> dominoes. Oh, God, I love dominoes. Dominoes is a real thing. But the conversations, though, like, the conversations always. have always been what just intrigues me. Like people have such different ways of seeing things. Perspectives on everything. And everything I remember Sharon. it was Judy and her one of her her ex boyfriend I think came up um, mm. for Thanksgiving one day and they were talking to Mr. Thomas, my neighbor, who always comes up for Thanksgiving soon. I think all of you guys were there. I'm not mm. sure, but. We were having a discussion up until today, and then my cousin's boyfriend, who they're now married, Javaka's husband, Earl, mm-hmm. and we were just there, and the conversation was so in-depth. And I'm just sitting there looking at everybody around, outside on my porch, inside, not one sad face. Yeah. That brought me joy. Mommy used to be like, why don't you go eat something? Why don't you? I would just be cleaning it and listening to it. And that's why I love. Even now, it is the most important thing in my life to actually have enlightening, empowering conversations. And I do that with my children. Yeah, because you, what do you gain if you sit there and you just, you're dead to the world. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing with your life? 
if somebody can't enlighten you, you shouldn't even have a conversation with them. That's, it's, it, you, know? you know, it's funny you say that because there's something that me and my girl just been talking about lately. It's like evaluating your life and looking at what kind of um, energies are you surrounding right. yourself with? Because I think like if somebody is in your life, they might not be helping you financially and that's okay. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. They might not be um, helping you um, like support your business or something like that. No, they might not be doing that. Right. But God, they're supposed to at least be challenging you or trying to make you think cool. about something outside the box or like, I didn't even see it that way. They're supposed to be offering you perspective. And if they're not of offering course. you perspective, then what are they doing? Like, I mean, even certain family members, like we have family members that we kind of have obligated, of course, to keep um, connections with them. But like some of them don't really edify you really. So, they, I mean, you might right. keep a connection with them, but you're not talking to them every day or every week because no. it's like there's n the conversation that we're having is not edifying to me it's not helping me no. in any way shape or form You're not growing. and, and right. the thing with conversations that i found so interesting i mean that's why we created the podcast the, the thing with interest the, the thing the, the thing that interests me most is that a conversation goes both ways like i might learn a lot from you but you could also learn something from right. me and it's just of this course. exchange and it's it doesn't even have to be like an agreement it just happens like you say of something course. and it's just like oh my god i remember this Oh yeah, mm -hmm. Sharon, did you know? Like, it's just like this organic mm -hmm. thing. Like, we were just built to do this. So, like, I don't know. I love it. I love it. And it's it's that that brings me so much joy. So, I, I, I'm happy that you said that because it's something that I could serious. That's something we have in common. Because the conversations they bring me so much joy, so much enlightenment. Like, I had Mr. Paris, like Romeo Paris, was here on the show, and like, mm -hmm. I think he's at a different level to me. Like completely far past <laughs> me spiritually or whatever like i couldn't I understand read his, his post yeah, you see, read his post and Oh my God, Sharon. He is like on a different plateau. But I am so happy I had that conversation because I am going to revisit that on a different time right. and see where I am. Like, could I understand more? Could I connect with more that he said? Because there's so much in that. There's so much in what he said. But it's just a great thing. I don't know. And I think that's right. something. I don't know if you could talk on this or you could maybe say it because you've had the experience of living in multiple spaces. Some of us, like, we've mm -hmm. only lived in one space. Some of us, we either lived in the States, we lived in Europe, or we lived, like, in St. Kitts, or we live in the Caribbean, and that's kind of, like, the foundation of the experience. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. for you, like, what is, like, the fundamental differences for you, like, between St. Kitts and living in Miami? Because you've lived here even rather recently because i'm not that old mm -hmm. so what what is the what is the transition like what is the movement like what is the difference um okay truth is i believe movement it's all about people uh it's not the geography and it's definitely not the landmass by any means mm -hmm. it is the people and crazy enough i don't surround myself with uh a bunch of Caribbean people, mm -hmm. uh, not because I don't have the chance, so maybe is the opportunity most of it uh, because of where I live. Mm -hmm. I'm not in Miami, Miami. I'm in Fort Lauderdale, and it's more um, suburbs and, oh. and way different. Um, just because I wanted to make sure my children didn't have that crazy Miami influence. Oh, but, um, <laughs> to delve them off the path. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, nothing worries me more than influence, mm. influences, even though there's social media. <laughs> um, but the difference with Caribbean living and, and here, the one that actually 
resonates with me more and actually puzzles me more is the camaraderie, the 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 uh, the space of love and kindness that I don't have here. Mm. And as much as I can't take this the the little gossip central that Sinkits could be, mm-hmm. nothing made me happier than when I walked on the street and I could say good morning or go into an office and say good afternoon or go to a bar because that's what Sharon is known for apparently. <laughs> um, and everybody's all Sharon, like literally, or or Visitor Channel Girl or Cedric Daughter or, mm-hmm. or Barry Wife or whoever. It was it was personal. Yeah. Um here, oh my gosh, I feel lost in a world that is way too big for me. Um, wow. It is, it is, I used to, my first, first post was in West Palm Beach when we just moved here. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you remember Yvonne. Yes, uh, I remember Yvonne. Mm-hmm. Okay. So her son was like 20 something. He had a baby and him and the girl, they asked me to drive him to the uh, doctor's office. Uh-huh. And, Steven, oh my gosh, this is the only thing that totally made my heart. She talk about palpitating and, and, and I, I now use the word anxiety because I'm not Americanized by any means, but I just, I'm understanding the word more and more each day. Uh-huh. And I go into the office, I had this baby in, the, 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 in my arm and I said, good morning. Uh-huh. Not one person looked up at me. Not one person responded. And I said it again. And I'm like, Sharon, what the ass are you doing? Like, just shut up. Nobody even gazed in my direction. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel uncomfortable. Um, okay. I wrote about it because I was really hurt because that just was like, yeah, that's not that's not real. This is not reality. This can't be a world where people are so like locked in, in their mind. Anyway, wow. I go walking. That's something I do generally mm-hmm. here. And Yvonne's like, you can't go walking up and down the street at a certain time of the night, whatever. What? And I'm like, again, just everything that I appreciate island-wise uh-huh. is not- so difficult. Yeah, to, to, and it's been almost four years. It's three years now, October. And mm-hmm. I still am uncomfortable about like I, I have to tell Brad, I mean, he just said he's going to be 18 next month mm-hmm. and I still would call him. He thinks it's aggravating to mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. but I get so fearful if it's 10 o'clock and he's playing basketball and I'm like, uh, do you want me to get you? And he's like, no, mom, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, I'll just come by and sit. Goes, mom, I'm good. And I remember one night I just literally he wasn't answering when I knew he was playing basketball. Mm-hmm. But it scares me to the point where it's not just, oh my God, what if he gets himself in trouble or whatever? It's the fear. There's so many fears. Yeah. There's what if he gets, he walks or talks too hard to a cop? Maybe he doesn't have his ID on him. Oh, like my mind yeah. is every single thing, every aspect of life that you took for granted in the island. Yeah. You have to now think about it here on like steroids. Like you have to sit there and go, I'm at Dunkin' Donuts and I'm getting a cup of coffee. And I remember 
a homeless guy walks in mm-hmm. and he asks for whatever. I guess he's a regular. And the manager was there at the time. Mm-hmm. And the manager goes, get the F out of my store. And You're disturbing my thing. My and the lady, the cashier goes, right. But the cashier goes, no, he comes in here, whatever. And she, he goes, I don't want him in here. He stinks. Oy. Sorry, I have a cough. And I'm like standing there going, customers, it's just me and him. Like I couldn't understand it, right? Yeah, it's weird. And I he did everything. He said, I'm calling the cops, whatever. The guy walks outside and I was leaving. I always just have a cup of coffee. And mm. I go outside and my 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 whole every part of me just was like, You can't leave this man out here. Mm. And I asked him, What is it you normally get? Mm-hmm. And he said, I just get some iced tea and a glass of water. And I went back in and he gave me, apparently he is homeless, but mm-hmm. people give him stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But he had a Dunkin' Donuts card. What? So he could buy his food, you know. So I go in and I actually bought it for him. Mm-hmm. And the lady said, oh, no, no, he's really weird about it. I said, no, he told me what he wanted and I'll just give it to him. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to him. And the gen- the manager comes out and says, "Oh, well, you're not allowed to come back in here and buy anything since you're giving." And I just was like, "Are you kidding, Sherman? You're I kidding!" Swear to, God, swear to God. And those are the things that literally just put me in a. Why am I here? <laughs> like seriously, kind of why am I here? Jesus, because peace. that is not it's not my personality by any means. So you have to adjust to. And I'm not saying. Sorry, I have a cough. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's the that's all general, it is. Just yeah, a bit. But you've witnessed so this. so much more. Right. But those are, the, those are the things that get me more than anything because I am a people person. And, and it, I believe in good energy. I believe in a vibe. I believe in, mm-hmm. in helping each other. That's how we grow. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be financially, as you said earlier. It doesn't even have to just be kindness. Just by any, it just yes, it's just your humanity, heart, yeah. your soul. It just has to be on a different level. You know, that's how I think the world will be better if it will ever get there. But that's the only how it will get there. It's not money that will make this world better. True, it literally is people making and it better. That broke my heart, man. Jesus. And I called my friend, and I'm like, dude, guess what? And I told him, he was like, write about it. And I was like, no. I feel if I wrote, I'm going to write a whole Bible about About it because it it really broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, okay, well, he smelled or whatever. It was, the dude came, the manager came out to tell me I shouldn't come back because Because, I bought the guy. Yeah. I give you money. I spent double the amount I was going to spend because I only went there to get $2 coffee. Yeah. I ended up giving you four something or five bucks exactly and even though it's five dollars it was the whole principle the of vibe, it. Yeah. it broke my heart it's awful the thing and, is um, it's so weird because i think like when the bigger like if you're going to a bigger space it's just like right. people people kind of cutting off their humanity toward everybody it's like i am right. just in a, i'm never gonna see you again or i might never see you again so like i could treat you like crap and it's not going to have any like negative effects on me because there's so many people, there's so much people here that it's not going to come back to me. 
like me, me and my girl experienced this when we, went, when we went to New York. It was so similar. Like it's just seeing human beings. Like they look like human beings, but they're just moving kind of like this kind of robotic kind of yeah. kind of vibe. It's like you're just you're so focused. Like they're so they're so like they don't even recognize what's happening around them. They're just so focused on what they're doing. It's just like drones, like. And it's like the opposite of what you do. Like you come to sink it and you get caught in a conversation for, for 10 minutes, you know, that you didn't really intend you to get caught. You weren't meant to have. You, right. you weren't meant to have. Or you, 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 you're walking along and you meet the stranger and you say hello, hi. And it just, it's just mm-hmm. an exchange of this, this, this niceness. And you, when you go away is when you come back and you, you really appreciate it so appreciate it. much more. Like it's not you don't take it for granted as much. It's it's right there in front yeah. of you. And and we, we always hear people say like, oh, you know, come to St. Kitts because it's beautiful and because, you know, it's 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 a chance for you to relax and get away and, you know, the, the water and the beaches and, and the food and all this. And then sometimes they say like, and the people. And you're like, oh, and that's just a cliche. You know, everybody says that. But it's not true. Like, you know, the other day I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, it's funny. If I walk down a road and I say, and I meet like a kitchen and I say, hey, um, how do I get to this space? Like, I've never had a situation where the person didn't stop and try to give me directions if they knew them. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like, how do I get to National Bank? That's true. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you just go up the road and you take the second, the second right and you should, it's, it's right in front of you. There's a sign and everything. Like, even me, like, if a, if a tourist comes up to me and asks me, like, how do I get to a space and I know to get to it? Like, I'm like... Hey, like, you know, go this place. I remember even one time we were like this, this lady, this white lady came up to me and she was like, hey, I'm trying. And she had a weird accent. I didn't know what it was like. I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm trying to get to the Independence Square. And I'm like, oh, the Independence Square, we were at, they're close to the bus stop. And I was like, oh, you have to go like mm-hmm. right down. You're going to me. You're going to see this. And I gave her directions. And then she said, I'm looking for this specific place at this, this Independence Square. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. But I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this person was passing. I'm like, hey, do you know where this place is? Like, yeah. yeah. Right. And the two of us there Try assisting this lady to get right. to this space. It, it, she, I can't remember the name. But it was a space in North Independence Square. And it's like just trying to navigate. And eventually the person was like, I'm going close to there. I could, I could walk you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a different level of nice. And I don't even think we'd really appreciate mm-hmm. like, how nice that is. This is a stranger. <laughs> like this yep. is, it's not like you know this, you never, Trust. and you might never see this person again. Like God forbid if you treat them like crap, like they wouldn't be able to identify you in a lineup. But kitchens right. usually go so far out the way to like help, help. strangers. True. And that's something true. that doesn't happen like, you don't find that. People are just so uninterested. It's like, that's leave me true. alone. <laughs> Yeah. And now I watch my children and I'm like, I don't want you guys to be that way. And even now, I can see that foundation, that Caribbean teaching. Mm -hmm. They still have it. And that's what I find. Because some conditions I know that are here Mm -hmm. that no longer have that value. Mm -hmm. They will pass you just the same. Oh, wow. They've adapted. It's almost as if, yeah, it's this. Same thing with food, the same thing with, you know, everybody goes out and just buys fast food. Mm. And I can't, this is just me again, but I have to cook. I have to, <laughs> have to make cook, a meal. I, have I can't have to eat some sweet potatoes <laughs> and green banana. Like, I cannot, I gotta buy a, a I gotta go find a Jamaican or a, 
a Spanish grocery store so I can get some breadfruit and some, you know, plantains or whatever. The other day, I called my mom and she was like, yeah, you got to check out this and that and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I go to these places and most of the people that I see in their grocery shopping are either Jamaicans mm-hmm. or Spanish people. That's it? Like, they literally still eat that food. Yeah. But it's scary. Is it more, is it like super duper expensive? Is it like super? No. No, it's not. I bought bought, uh, breadfruit for like a dollar. What? (laughs) I don't even think and think it's like you get breadfruit and breadfruit's all over the place. No. But it was for for a dollar. Green banana is like 25 cents a pound or for three or whatever. Um, so That's like the Holy Land. All sorts of different names. It is. My <laughs> aunt came here from Arizona, uh-huh. and I took her to um, this Bravo or or Broward Meat and Fish supermarket, uh-huh. and she picked up like six snappers, and we went to Walmart and buy <laughs> cooling bags or cooling kits, uh-huh. so she can travel six, seven minutes to what three or four hour time zone from here to Arizona uh-huh. and she packed all that crap in her suitcase. She's like sharing, you know, hard it is for me to find some green banana. That's My what sister, I'm saying. Val comes down from Alabama. Same thing. She goes and we go. That, that's why it's hard for me to move from Florida. Like I, oh. yeah, I didn't know if I could move from Florida <laughs> for that same reason. Uh-huh. I need to have Caribbean products. Like I go and I buy some goat meat and I'm going to have some goat water or curry goat or what. I'm going to make that instead of going to the store and buying something that it's just don't taste like, like home-cooked food. No, it's food. not taste like it. Even though it's the Jamaican restaurant, it just it, they the water same. it down so much to yeah. taste Americanized or yes, whatever. they do. So it doesn't taste right. It just doesn't no. taste like... And I think they know it too, you know, Sharon? They know it. Like they, they, know, they know that this doesn't taste like... Home a home cooked Jamaican meal. You know, one of the biggest, the, the biggest two two things that really de- that kind of depressed me. I said, I think depressed is a strong word, but let me down. Um, I went to this the, in New York. There was this like this fear going on, and it was a competition between different. Um, like, it's like different pop up restaurants. Like it's like little tiny things. Like they're in a tent, mm-hmm. right? And one of them was from Antigua. And I went, mm-hmm. and she, I think she had conquered something. And I went thinking, oh, my God, like in this sea of Burger King, uh, not uh, Burger King and McDonald's and all this crap, which I just really got fed up of eating. Um, mm-hmm. Like here is like a close-to-home meal, right? And it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty expensive oh. for what it was. Of course. Right? And I ate it, and I was so underwhelmed. I was like, what? the heck is this this is not <laughs> this is not seasoned anything yes. is right. it's funny because immediately upon like realizing what i was eating or that this is like an american version of an antiguan meal okay. i completely understood why i'm like if they if they season this the way that we normally used to like it's going to mm. probably overthrow the american palate it's going to throw these people into a fit it's like this is way too salty, or this is way too hot, or this is they're gonna just too spicy, and it's like oh my god, mm-hmm. I can't enjoy. Like it's just like it's gonna be mm. weird. It's like they never so, tasted anything. It's gonna be too much no. of a shock. I cannot stand. 
this is me going into, this is me lazy one day and don't want to cook. <laughs> and I want some saltfish or, you know, most of the Jamaican restaurants here, they're saltfish and ackee. Yeah. And or, or um, what is that greens they use? Kalaloo. Kalaloo. And ackee. Kalaloo and saltfish, sorry. And I decided to ask some of that. Mm. Uh, I'm just like, why isn't there any salt in this? Like, literally, <laughs> you know, we boil saltfish. It's saltfish for a reason. Yes, right? it it's is. It's not meant to be overly salt, but you're supposed to taste some salt. Yes. Nothing, Stephen. Nothing. Oh my God. That thing was washed out times 100. Oh and this no. is a Jamaican franchise. Like, they literally have so many stores. Oh, no. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I can't eat this. <laughs> and and then the second thing is, you know, uh-huh. they eat for breakfast, their 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 breakfast is the dumplings mm-hmm. and the green banana and sweet potato. Uh-huh. Same thing and I'm sitting there going I have to start appreciating or just don't go buy it. Yes. Cuz I literally got so upset at myself. I know I wouldn't like it because I've had it before, uh-huh. but yet I just went and bought it. And I was like, Sharon, why are you fussing about this? It's you should have just not gotten it and just go, I let my dumplings with some cornmeal inside yes. it somehow. And they don't do that. It is just plain white flour. That oh. just does not taste good to me. Sorry. They had in any coconut? Like, nothing. Jesus, it was just no. white flour. Slower, uh, a little, you can't even taste the salt. So it tastes like flour and water. Uh, yeah, and I just yeah, was so uncomfortable. I couldn't eat it. So uh, I would never eat. And they call it boiled dumpling. Like, I don't understand. It's dumpling. Dumpling. What are you going to do? Fry it? So anyways. But, hey, that's, the, that's weird because I think Chinese have dumplings that, I think they, do they fry it? Jamaicans call Johnny Cakes. Fried dumpling. Oh, I guess they do. So yeah. I get. I get. So it. I mm-hmm. get why they would say boiled dumpling. To but my thing is, uh, is is dumplings for me is boiled. Yes. See, hey, I don't know about no Johnny cakes and Johnny cakes. That's but true. Uh-huh. Need a hair right there, but <laughs> point is, I I knew better, and mm-hmm. I still went ahead and bought it because I was lazy to cook breakfast that morning. Mm-hmm. But I've learned from all of that, and not the. My dilemmas here sounds silly, but mm-hmm. I like good food. Yep. Truth. I really, really love good food. And I, I love Caribbean food. I don't care which island it's from. Mm-hmm. So I think we just call things differently. Yes. But it's all it's similar. the same food. It's very yeah. similar. Yeah, you know? it is. It is right. because when so, I went to, when I went to St. Lucia, I, I was, I wasn't, I was happy. I, the food mm-hmm. was exceptional to me. Like I, yeah, it, it, for me. It, it's just great. Like even Trinidad, I yeah. mean, the double. I mean, they have slight differentiations oh that they roti, gosh. but we eat roti. Like it's not like we don't have roti here. Yeah, we have all that. Exactly. Yeah. So like, it, it's not like a, it's not a shock. Like Jamaican food is also really good. Um, mm-hmm. Even even, I mean. I think I have a little bit of a harder time like accepting like food from like Santo Domingo. It's a little different. It's just a little different. Um <laughs> to me, to me, it's just a tad tad little tad little more, a little less taste. But still, the majority of the islands J- Barbados, when I went to Barbados, it was I had love a Bayesian food. I love Bayesian food. It was it was great. I love Caribbean food. I love Caribbean food. And I guess my palate is like 
I, I mean, I grew up here, so like it's I grew up in Saint Kitts, so like having that Me palate, too. it's like it needs to have some seasoning in this food. Of you need course. to cut up some 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 green seasoning, onions in, and, and onions and, and garlic and and, yes. and seasoning yes. pepper and and be, you need to yes. make this thing taste sometimes and so you need to make this yes. thing taste. Good, like fish don't yeah. taste like fish without seasoning. Like, what are you? Where are you I from? Can't eat. They just fry it and then put black pepper inside. I can't we, do that. Don't like, give so, me that. I'm not eating. Don't I'm give not me eating. that. Don't Sorry. give me that. And the thing is, the other day I had um a client, and I introduced her, <laughs> I introduced her and her husband to like some 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 Mary. We call it Mary. It's Mary. But he does like fried mm-hmm. fish and like um. I know uh, Mary. Yeah, to go there. Yeah, so there and got them some. The guy, like, he was like, oh, my God, never had fish like this in his life, Sharon. <laughs> he was, like, on the moon. He was like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and like, my girlfriend probably it's wouldn't different. even call this the best fish in the, in the country, but, like... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this is not prime time. This is okay. But it's mm-hmm. not, like, the super best thing ever. But he was on the moon, just couldn't believe like the flavor and everything. And there's so many like small mom and pop shops. Like I don't even go yeah. to like, I don't shop at like things like KFC. Like I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't eat chicken. So I guess I don't have no reason to go there, but I don't really mm-hmm. go there. I, I like, I, I used to eat Domino's at one point, but then I just stopped. Like this is, this it used to make me feel sick. So mm-hmm. I just stopped. And oh, wow. exclusively now, the only thing I think I eat regularly that's not ketition is probably sushi. Um, and that's Ooh, the only thing outside, like, the purview. But there's so much small mom and pop shops. And to me, they do really well. Like, ketitians really like what they like. I mean, don't get it's me wrong. True. Ketitians like KFC bad, but they like... The no, other- of course they do. Of course. They, uh, they wouldn't be expanding it's to a chicken. completely separate it's thing. Chicken. But the chicken is... Hey, mm-hmm. and one thing too, like, I mean, I don't eat chicken anymore, but like my my brother like compared KFC in a few con- countries. He went to Trinidad, I think, a couple of years ago. And he was like, mm-hmm. he was so upset because the, 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 just, the, the chicken didn't taste good. And I'm like, what do you mean didn't mm-hmm. taste good? And it's like KFC in Saint Kitts is special. <laughs> like it's not. It's the like seasoning. I think. I think it's the seasoning. You know, a lot of people say that because mm-hmm. I have had KFC. I'm not a fast food eater, yeah. but when I do, I would gravitate towards some fried chicken. Yep. And no, and no, it's not the same. It's the seasoning. And then I spoke to my friends, and when they go back to Jamaica, the same thing. Mm. The chicken, the their KFC is. Is like real seasoned chicken. Yes. Not half-assed, like dipping batter and put in the fryer. Exactly. And that's yes. It is actually really seasoned. seasoned. And that's the difference. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference. That is the difference. You know, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually quite hopeful because I think we're moving into a society where um, the consumers have more of a voice than before. Like, um, I watched yeah. this video today and they were talking about it. They were saying, in the fashion industry... Um, the people who buy fashion products have a humongous say of where the fashion industry is going. And not just based on their purchasing power, but based on the fact that anybody could create content. And people are becoming Mm -hmm. famous for teaching people to use said products. So if they say, like... Exactly. And this is anybody. Like, anybody could become a star now. Right? And it's also funny because... 
like back in it when we in the 90s you didn't have that power mm-hmm. like nope. the, the 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 fashion industry literally dictated what was the next in thing and the food and the food industry and the food and industry every in do- well it's yes. actually it, yes. as you you're right it's every single thing the tv mm-hmm. what we see on tv was was and the influence that tv had was all based on a few like a few board members in a room saying this mm-hmm. is what we are going to make popular today but now we have social media and we have twitter and all these Everyone. things and anybody could create mm-hmm. anything and it could take off at any time like i could like it, you could also like it scary though. it's scary but it's also like in terms of like changing structures and changing like culture of and course. these things it is impactful and it's powerful because these businesses these multi-billion dollar businesses would cower in the face of public opinion now whereas before mm-hmm. they were telling the public what their opinion what should be needed, of course and that's i think that's like a humongous change in our society now and of course there sharon the pendulum is gonna swing really hard there's some there's some there's some people who are gonna be victimized by this there are people going to be innocent and are still going to have to take on some serious like you know they're going to be persecuted and they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be crucified and it's sad that that is so i wouldn't hope this on it wish this on anybody but at the same time like these bigger businesses like disney and all of these big businesses and all these people billion they would cower they would cower to the to the to the, the needs of the masses. If the masses say they don't like something, if somebody does something bad, like right now, even like with Kevin Hart, you remember that Kevin Hart situation when oh he my was, God. It, it, yeah, it was a lot. And regardless Wait. of how you feel about it, you do realize that he had to address it. It, it wasn't a case of it, um. like when I say he had to address it, like the public, like there was a certain amount of pressure. That like was coming on him, like he was like, "Hey, you! If you said this, we want an apology." Mm-hmm. No, and even oh, if he does, years ago, yes, of course. And I think, of course, my thoughts on it are, are probably the same as yours. Like I feel like you know, different time and so on. You grow, but yes. But the thing is, because everybody could stand up on a soapbox, it doesn't take a lot of people to create a movement. Literally, if you have a thousand people blasting off and saying Kevin Hart needs to apologize, and everybody is like, okay, well, you know, maybe they might have, maybe they got a point. I don't agree. I don't agree. It doesn't matter because it sounds like a thousand voices sound could sound like millions of voices. Yeah. The minority could sound like the majority because they're just screaming harder than they're everybody the ones else. Speaking exactly. And the ones who aren't speaking literally probably. Switch to the other side, but they're not they're vocalizing not saying how anything. they feel. They're right? not saying and anything. And it's funny you say that about social media when it comes to even the stars or there's no one. Mm-hmm. And these little people, I, I'm, and this isn't me being judgmental by any means, but the, 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 the nobodies like me who could go on my computer and go on Instagram and make a comment on their anybody's Anybody. photo video whatever <laughs> and start a conversation swaying it to how i feel about yep. what they said or what they're doing yep. puts you in uh where you're no longer a superstar to me because 
anybody could bring you down easier than Very 100 years so. ago or of 50 course. years, 20 years, 10 years ago, five years ago. Five when, years ago. When, when, when everything was covered up. Like, yes. You don't know. And if I said it, uh, prove it because you're not going to find this online as easy. You know what I mean? It exactly. wasn't just out there for us to just go and view. Yeah. I remember growing up, I would sit in the library for hours just to find one line, exactly. one paragraph somebody's speech or whatever. Now, all I got to do is take my phone up and just put the name in. And everything comes out ex- under that name. But this, powerful. This is a, exactly, powerful. it is It is a crazy, if you, if, if you even sit to think it about is. it, like let it gel in your system. It is an absolutely crazy amount of power that every single person with a smartphone has now. Like, and it's scary it, because you don't have to have sense. And that's why, or you could just misunderstand of somebody's words because I hate texting. You know, I hate texting because, because I could text have... you today. Uh-huh. It, you don't have any, there's no real feelings in no. it. You don't know what my tone is in that, no. in my, my 10 words or five words or three words. And some people say, some people why. say, some people say texting is like reading words in a mirror because it, <laughs> it, it has to do with how you feel. Perception, yeah, I, I and then could, your perception to it is just totally different it, from my exactly. feeling. Exactly, the person sending the message from the time the message is sent, they have no power over what is really being communicated. Because I could tell you, Sharon, stop it. Or I could say, Sharon, oh man, stop it. You know what I mean? That's what I could yeah. mean. But you read it as some <laughs> me being some authoritarian. It's like Sharon, stop it. You, you yeah. hear it like some kind of like dictator. Because but I it meant was it. in me at that moment. Exactly because and that's how you felt. That's why it's crazy powerful, yeah. and that's why even when I see the conversations especially when it comes to either athletes, anybody famous. Mm. And my biggest thing was the, um, uh, what's his name? Rapper, 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 T I, what's his name? T I. Mm-hmm. And his conversation about his daughter. Oh my God. Hyman. That was crazy. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You know what? I am going to be on his side. Mm. And I know jokingly the things that I've said about my, my daughter's delivery. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> but, um, I said that one day mm-hmm. in an open space to someone and how grateful I am that she is. And then I said um, to that person in just literally, sometimes it scares me and maybe she should lose it now uh, because, and it wasn't me saying, oh my gosh, she should just go out there and be promiscuous and lose it. Uh-huh. Um, it was more of me saying, and I, I probably, again, you had to understand the conversation. The context, yeah. Me, me and this, right. Yeah, the context. And, Two days later, he calls me and he goes, oh, my God, Sharon, I'm so distraught. You saying that, you know, you want Barisha to lose her vision. And I was like, that's not what I said. (laughs) So I totally get where he's coming from Mm -hmm. because then I had to now explain to this guy who's been my friend for like 100 years. And it wasn't just a joke. It was the the fact of what we were talking about where it's so scary now, like. You get raped if she starts, like I'm saying, I hope she doesn't go around telling people this because then she puts more of a target on her back. And this is what, how the conversation, like what? Yeah, because now, no offense. Boys, listen, you're a virgin. Everybody's going to try and screw you. Like they just want to do that. Like let me just take her virginity. And it's, yeah, 
as she's young, she's in college, they're partying, you're going to try it. So I'm telling her, don't say it. Literally, just don't have yeah, that conversation. Yeah, it's out of the blue with any and everybody. It creates a challenge. It, it creates a challenge because right. people are sick like that. It's like, you're a virgin. Right. Well, that means I got to help you to get rid of that. It's Hello. Like, it's what? scary. It is and very so scary. I get what he's saying. It was a comment, and especially for a dude to say that, I respect the ass out of that man to mm. actually have a conversation. He may not have said it right, and I'm sure he wasn't going in there going, doctor, you need to blah, blah, blah. It was probably said in jest, and it was probably said in a way where he's saying he's a protective dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? It's, and he's involved. I think that was the basis. Right. And he's involved with his children's mm. life. I'm mean, positive that's where that came. As a parent, I totally understand that. But People just take it famous. out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, he's famous. It's better to and hear I'm it out of context. And I'm not in the room with you. Mm. Right. It creates more of a stir, and if, my mm, perception of your words yep. is not how you meant for it to, to no, sound. No, no, But everybody is me reading a book, and I'm me, you, and 20, I have a book group, and we, we said everybody's perception of this one book is so different. <laughs> so that's just how the world is. It and is. I was taught that in youth fellowship growing up. It's like you give somebody a story in their ear. Uh-huh. By the time it comes around to that next person, it's called telephone. To the last person, it's a totally different. That's it, what it is. It I never. Remember. It's in, it's interesting because we don't ever take that into consideration when we hear things. Like somebody comes to you and they say um, something, and you take it as if like what they're saying is gospel. And right. if they heard it from somebody else, it's it could it's never totally be different. because we had yeah. the game. Like growing up, telephone right. was the game. Take this message and pass it around these 8 to 10, 8 to 20 people. By the time it gets, and you can't repeat it, by the time it gets to the end, it's completely different. There's nothing even resembling what the original message was. Never. And it gets gets twisted right around because the first person to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. It just twists. You you can say, Sharon, uh, I really hate the other day I got so many different. Um, comment for one photo I posted mm-hmm. and all of it was different and even my wording oh, what man. I wrote and I'm just sitting there and going you see how people interpret things and none of it was accurate <laughs> it was just it was so funny but yeah. it's the way you put yourself out there you shouldn't be expected that people will judge you according to how they think more yeah. so than what it is that you're you trying to relate to whatever mm-hmm. works to the world and that's the scary part is how you say things like even word wise forget writing because I could misconstrue anything that's written like yep. however I feel for that moment mm-hmm. I could just interpret it from my feeling I could be miserable I could be like in my feelings I could be and I will read that how I feel, feel. for that moment mm-hmm. of course and then and, you read it another so, day and it's different it's totally different so that's how the world is and that's what scares me because my perception is my reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Your perception is your reality. It's so true. you can imagine everybody's perception out there. And they're 6. like, oh my God, billion. no, it has to be this way because I felt it and I did I, it and I, I heard always, it and I saw it. I always laugh at I, I, I always laugh at people know who say that with such conviction. Like so it's bullshit. it's so it is, one hundred percent it is. Because your your perception of what's happening is just that that's if you can accept that mm-hmm. that is your perception. It, it would be easier for you to hear somebody else out. 
Because like how I feel, anything is I've I've come to the grips with this. Like how I feel about things, <laughs> I could talk about something, but I'm not going to mention it. But anyway, the thing, <laughs> the way I see things, Sharon, it's it's really mm-hmm. based on my experiences that I've had, the, the hurt that I have to walk with, my own flaws, mm-hmm. um, my education level, mm-hmm. um, what I'm exposed to, my friendships at this current time, mm-hmm. um, how I see love at this current time, like. Of and it, it changes daily. It's an organic, dynamic process. Like there's, you could of tell course. me this today and next week, I feel completely different about it. And and that's the and thing. And that's the thing that I mm-hmm. don't like about our current, um, our current culture or climate, is that it doesn't accommodate for people changing. It doesn't accommodate for that. Which that is the only thing that people do. Is when we refuse to try to change is when things get really, really, really uncomfortable and they get really, 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 really miserable. Because once you try to stay in your ways, you ever see those old ladies who like, oh my God, these whippersnappers, they don't know anything and they don't know how it was in 1956. And like, okay, that's great. You have good memories of 1956. But when was your last good memory of now? Like when was your last good memory? Because you have, if you're not growing, you're going to get miserable. It's like if you don't listen to current music at all, then you're gonna be like, "Oh, music is the worst thing it ever was." And so again, but it's you a, don't know it. But you don't know because yeah. you're not you're, you're yeah. not engaged. You have a block. And this is what I'm saying. Like, if you are a, a social media person, and you mm-hmm. had an idea last year, like, is is it? It's I could bet me, me me bottom dollar that this idea that you had last year that you've expressed. That there is mm-hmm. some amount of nuance to it. Now, there's some mm-hmm. amount of difference of that you're looking at it. You now, like, it's like, yeah, of but course. you know, I might not be as strong in that position, or I might be stronger in that position, but either mm-hmm. way, there will be a change in your opinion. But yet, people are going to draft up something from six or seven and nine or 10 years or 20 years ago and say, mm-hmm. look, this is what you said 20 years ago. Look, I don't that even recognize the person who I am 10 years ago. <laughs> That I don't recognize the person that was a year ago. I, and if you generally, if you can sit here and tell me, oh no, Sharon, this, my 20 year old self was amazing, and da da da, I'm gonna be like, okay, you really don't know yourself yet. Like, you really Damn. haven't come to grips with reality of life because truth is, every single day, you're supposed to change, you're yes. supposed to grow, you're supposed to have a different outlook on life. Every single time. I'm not talking. There's always foundation to everything. So I'm not talking about like in depth about, oh, my God. Oh, I believe in religion. And it's just that way. Yeah, you might believe in religion, but there are different aspects to it that you should even go. Yeah. Hmm, I'm questioning this. So yes. I'm questioning that. And that's what I say to people all the time. It's not. 100%. I'm not asking you to change the fundamental part of your foundation of whatever that is. I'm saying question things. Grow. Grow. Because that's the only how you're living. You can't live sitting down going, you know, you just said something about older folks. Mm-hmm. My grandma is 90, 91, I think, last up. Oh, she's still the same? Is she and, still oh my God, yes. living she'll life to the fullest? People will call me and be like, I just see a grandmother walking in town. I'll be like, what mom's going in town for? But how does she even catch a bus at 91? Like, what is she doing? And I I have her spirit, and I believe in that. Like she is a go, no, she's a Christian woman. She's a this. I said no. It's not even the religious aspect of it. You have to understand that life is meant to be lived. lived. You're meant to grow. My grandmother at seventy five was in carnival in Tortola. Like she was playing mass. 
Yeah. Still a Christian or whatever you want to call it, however they put that. Spiritual. Parentheses. But (laughs) I remember the first time I played mass was when I was like 38 or 37. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, the church, I just got going to church. And so I hope all you Church of God, (laughs) Baptist Church of God people listening, let me tell you something. When you go to my daughter and say to her, oh, I see your mom on top of a truck walking up. And how does that affect you? Why Mm. does that matter to you? Why don't you live your life according to you and put it out in the public? Because I think that's what our biggest fears are. Mm. It's like we are however we are in our head, but we're afraid other people judge us according to their life. So we're afraid to do anything that remotely would make us happy. Yep. Because, oh, my God, no. She's going to think my grandmother is a blah, 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 and da, da, da. And I don't want no bullshit. And we limit. Live your life according to you. I'm not doing that. We limit ourselves. And, and that's, that's our problem. Exactly. And that's that's exactly. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And it's like you're living your life based on this fear. It's like, suppose yeah. people know who I really am they, or they might not like and me. that's what it is. And I'm like, but you're Why? not. Why would that matter? Though? Exactly. Why? But, you, and I, I'm, but you're not living. Look at my, you're no, just, but then you want to tell me. I listened to my grandmother. Like, I remember leaving work and going to the beach and going pick up mom go Kayon, get her, go over to the beach, and she's just talking. And when you really hear their stories, their real true stories, mm. and the hidden thing that we think they've been living is not. But because they're so afraid of social, especially back then, you're not allowed to no, publicize. Of course not. Only now, you, you know, and, and I, I say this with respect, mm. but now the whores feel like it's okay to be a whore, and they're going to go out there and be a whore. Be like, whore. Who? Screw you. I'm going to be me. Like, literally, back mm. then, you had to hide that shit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something you, you, you shared because it was, it was looked down upon. Yeah. Right. So certain things, you really, they grew knowing, I can't say it. Now she's old. She's like, Sharon, do you know I used to? And I used to. And, I did it, and she literally told her truth. And I'm sure she feels better for it. Of course. You know what I mean? She's free. But we're, of course, but we're taught to hide especially Caribbean people and confirm for some reason yeah it's like no you can't do that my mom would get so mad at me when I go to carnival like literally after she was like you know you're old now and I was like Adam <laughs> I think I see older people in that thing playing yep. that much why older why is it why is it an issue but the thing is again it always boils down to the bible says but to me, the Bible says means society says. And don't. that's what I don't like about, like, even the whole Christianity thing. The religion aspect of it is just that just creates a whole thing. So the Bible says this, but it also says that, which is like two opposites. Like, which one am I supposed to go with, you know? Whichever one um, you feel. So, yeah. Because that's but, what religion yeah. is. The, the religion is not. Cool. The text, the religion is the interpretation of the text. That's why we have so much denominations. It's like again, you have that's what it, it's perception. All of these conflicts. What I read and right. how I interpret what it. I read, right. What I read is not how you're going to understand it. No, and that's the thing too. Is no. like you find yourself in fellowship with people who agree on the interpretation, not people who necessarily uh, understand it. Exactly, just agree. Like, okay, you said <laughs> yeah. I could still play mass and still be a member of the church. I, I could, I could work with that. 
um or you say mm-hmm. i can't because i'm gonna just i'm gonna i'm gonna be a more holy person if i don't like okay yeah. great i could work with that or some of us we just born into it and this this is what we know you just live it that's all you know it's like and this is like politics there for me <laughs> this is like oh wait Caesar is your father that means you're labor really? exactly does that mean i'm labor that's what you we don't know me <laughs> yes but that's the thing is that i don't have to get to yeah. know you because the markers are right. that you're probably this way and this and a lot of the times we make these assumptions and they're absolutely 100 incorrect Like completely mm-hmm. incorrect. They're not even close because you didn't do any research whatsoever. You didn't know anything no. about anything, and you just assume, and then you, you end up mm. making making a, a mess out of everything because you're just assuming. It's scary. It's really scary, Sharon. It is. Oh hey, my God, we went Sharon. so too long. <laughs> But you know what? This is like us sitting in the office and having a discussion. Days. Oh my God! Why did, did you think it would the be? The editing would stop. And then, I don't know, we'll be talking about everything, everything and anything. For always. Just the growth. It's too wild. It's too Dude, wild. you made me feel so good today. Oh. Rand came home for this. It's a holiday today, but I did. I was like, I got to be on time just to go. I got you. Steven. I got you. Anyway, Sharon, <laughs> thank you so much for being on this show. I really do appreciate you and your time. No problem. Um, and Sharon... Bye, Sharon. This is a mouthful. But I want to thank you guys for listening um, for, to this show, um, Objectively Incorrect. As usual, I'm your boy, Stephen Smith. I was joined here today with Sharon Stevens. And as usual, peace. No gang signs, guys. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Bye.